Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm Linda. I'm Charles. I'm Seth. I'm Chris. And uh, we got kind of a fun show. We're going to be talking uh, a little bit about Raised by Wolves, um, which is on uh, HBO Max, and uh, the new Adam Project movie out on Netflix. So let's see. I know Linda and I uh, were not uh, totally through um, Raised by Wolves yet, but we're near the end. And uh, has anybody else been watching that? Oh, yes. Only the first season. First season, okay. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, the first season was uh, interesting, uh, and I think Chris, you you called this out when we were chatting before uh, before we were recording here that uh, it was uh, interesting, kind of a uh, pre- presenting a world that uh, we hadn't seen before. Um, and uh, season one did a lot of uh, world building, spent a lot of time world building, um, and punctuated with. Uh, some exciting times when we saw um, Mother, who is the female android, um, sent to a new world to raise atheist children um, uh, because there's been this ongoing war on planet Earth between um, the atheists and this religious group, uh, the Mithraics, that uh, worship the sun god or the sun and um as god <laughs> and basically this war has pretty much destroyed the planet and so uh, in the first season we see uh the uh, religious group they have this giant spacecraft which of course is called the ark um and uh so they've got all these people that are going to head to this uh earth-like world that's uh um a ways away, it's going to take them 20 or well, not 20, I guess. How old is uh, the young kid? Probably 12, 15, 12, something like 15, that. Yeah. Yeah, that anyway, it's going to take them about that long to get there. Uh, the atheists also have their own ship uh, that are going to be going there. But then uh, the guy that's um, like the technology master for the atheists, um, he manages to reprogram one of the religious groups, uh, super advanced androids. Um, knowing that if he has like a small ship and he puts two androids in it um, and they don't have to worry about life support because the androids don't need to breathe or eat, um, that the ship can uh, uh, be a lot smaller, a lot lighter, and therefore a lot faster. And they can put human embryos on it, send this ship at uh, super fast speed, and it can get there 15 years or 14 years, whatever, before everybody else. And that these two androids then would... Uh, make these embryos viable, um, grow them into children, and raise the children in the atheist way and get a head start on colonizing the planet before the uh, religious group get there. Um, 
And uh, so the the first season uh, goes along pretty well. The last episode is a little bit bizarre uh, <laughs> of season three. And I think that may be because they weren't sure they were getting a season two uh, at that point. But it did get renewed for season two. So they've started up season two. And uh, it's a lot different. Uh, season one was kind of in a very harsh, you know, cold um, not exactly wintry, but not exactly tropical Dry. either. Desolate. Yeah. Yeah. Very desolate um, area. This season, um, they've moved everybody down to the tropical zone of the planet. And um, so uh, where we take off in season two, the atheists have arrived. Uh, they've set up a atheist collective there with a lot of people, a lot of stuff going on. Um, and they're doing very well. Uh, the religious group was pretty much wiped out at the end of last season when, um, mother was driven to the point of madness, uh, by the religious group trying to steal her children because they didn't believe in children being raised by robots. And, uh, so she went postal, um, crashed the ark into the planet killing uh, almost every one of the uh, the religious folks there. So uh, this season kind of starts out that way. Uh, unfortunately, the the guy who is uh, leading the um, atheists or the religious group, yes. and he survived. Um, and he, yeah, Marcus. And he is uh, as psychotic as he was uh, last season. <laughs> Maybe worse, would you say, Charles? <laughs> yeah, this. Uh, yeah, it's a different. I the whole the whole second season's got a different flavor. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, and I, it's you know it's almost <laughs> kind of actually. I got to a point where He's a freak show. I, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Marcus there. I. I yeah. What happened? He swallowed her eyes, right? And that's why he's got the. Well, yeah. That's, so that's the thing. The, the second, I'm gonna just. I, I'm a little worried that this is gonna go the way of Lost, where <laughs> they have so yeah. much weird stuff happening. Right. There's right. no way. Go by the way of Lost. <laughs> I know. Yeah, because Lost ended very but, strangely. Well, well, but right, but I mean, it, the only way to to solve all this crap is well, let's just say nobody lived anyhow. You know. Right. 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 <laughs> I mean, just like ah, there's too many. There's yeah. too many references to uh, well, for me anyway. Roman and Greek and yeah, religious stuff and it's Egyptian weird. gods. It's weird. And, yeah, and, and that's and the eyes. Well, because even the oh, yeah, the eyes. You're right. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So that <laughs> okay, picture. So, so, you... so we should kind of explain a little bit. So, mother is this advanced, uh, death dealing, uh, robotic android, right? That's and, an understatement. Um, on death dealing. <laughs> yes, right. And so she has these special eyes that she can swap out with her regular eyes, which seems like a lot of work. Couldn't they have just programmed the eyes to switch back and forth? But anyway, the eyes is a deal. So she puts in her, her death dealing eyes and then she becomes this, um, uh, machine. And I can't remember what they call them. Uh, but she's combat ready at that point. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so she has this scream that shatters people into vapor. Um, uh, and uh, uh, 
um, horrible. Um, and so anyway, that Marcus guy gets a hold of her eyes and to keep her from getting him, he swallows him. No. Which, of course, you know, they've got all this, this deadly energy. And then, so that makes him even more bizarre. Um, and why his face looks like it does because he's got all that energy. <laughs> so I, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but you, you <laughs> want to keep an Android's eyes away from her. Yeah. Well, you have to. Your first thought is, I'm going to swallow them. (laughs) (laughs) Right. 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 Yeah. That would not be my first choice. Well, this is what drove me. It drove me a little nut. uh, Just, oh, gosh. (laughs) Because later when she removes the eyes, she kind of pokes at them. (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. And, well, no, I'm getting to a point. Like, it just, oh. And so... It's mother poking at him, and he thinks he's going to be king. I think at some point somebody even calls him Rex, right? Yeah. Well, Marcus. so she poked – technically, she poked his eyes out. Yeah. Which would be an Oedipus Rex um, reference. Mm. Followed Probably. by – followed by – and I'm just going to have to say this because it's just – I mean, this might irritate some people, but um, – <laughs> Followed by um, him growing a giant Woody, technically. What? <laughs> what? The tree. <laughs> okay. Oh, the tree of life thing. So, so yeah, the monstrous Woody, who then mother has to uh, get rid of again, technically, I guess. Ruins the whole experience anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's so strange. Oh, gosh. And then, well, and I'm just going to, because, and they keep making Romulus and Ramus references between two of the boy children. Yes, right. And, of course, with her, and uh, there's the Isis and Osiris, and they brought brought Grandma back from wherever. (laughs) Grandma? Well, the, the, um, he, he got, he has a new android golden android friend right that he rebuilt oh, oh yeah so weird. so there's uh so the two androids that are sent to this new world to mm-hmm. raise the these atheist children um one is called mother and the other one's called father and um uh, both great actors i think they do a great job uh in their roles and anyway uh in season two um uh, well, in season one, we know that this world is a little bit bizarre. Uh, it's not necessarily uh, devoid of life. Uh, we just don't see any other life at this point. So we're not sure what happened to it, but there's all kinds of references uh, and sort of uh, leading stuff leading you to believe that maybe there's some resemblance of this race that was here still around. Um, but, uh, anyway, in, in season two, um, father comes across, uh, yeah, um, not this, this, uh, full body that you see laying on here, but, you know, pieces of what looked like, you know, that, yeah, skeletal cartilage or whatever. And so he gets a big bag and just starts collecting all these pieces and then, uh, putting it back together on this table to try to figure out what this thing actually was. And so he gets to a point where it, you know, it looks like maybe it's an Android body. Uh, but then uh, uh, through some events that happen, father takes a little damage and he's 
bleeding out this um, android energy fuel yeah. from his body. And, and some of it lands on this uh, completely alien android who can somehow manage to use that same fuel and start rebuilding itself, even though it's been probably dead for centuries. So um, father sees that happening and realizes, oh, well, maybe if I give it more of this fuel, it can fully <laughs> reassemble itself, which of course it does. And um, so now they've got this fully powered up additional android, totally alien android um, that we see in the last episode that Linda and I were watching um, yeah. that, you know, can fly and, and do all sorts of things. So, hmm. um, yeah, so it's giving father a little bit of uh, extra stuff to do, I guess, uh, and a little bit. If he's got if he's got the ability to exert some control over that Android, because he does explain to it that, you know, I found you in busted pieces and I basically reassembled you and brought you back to life. Uh, if that Android uh, alien Android feels some sort of uh, debt to father for doing that, maybe father will have some control over it and that that can somehow be used to rein in mother who he thinks oftentimes goes a bit too far. And because of her power and ability, um, in fact, she's already killed father twice, I think, um, <laughs> and, and, and then brought him back. Uh, you well, might the have kids some... brought him back. What's that? The kids brought him back. Yeah. Well, one I think time. mother brought him back one time because yeah. she had his power supply or something and she took it and stuck it back in because she ripped it out of his torso. Mm -hmm. Uh, wow. so maybe that might give him some leverage over controlling mother. I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah, but uh, the uh, to to go to what Charles is kind of talking about too is that this episode, this season so far has been increasingly um, frustrating in the point that it seems like for some reason the atheists now are starting to believe in this Mithraic Saul. sun god, right, Saul? <laughs> and uh, so there's and and this seems so out of oh, character to me uh so there's a woman named uh, sue although her real name is mary and um she she and her husband who happened to be marcus the the psycho that's running the the religious group now they were both originally atheists on earth fighting with the atheists but mm. at, as the world was ending they realized they were going to be left on the planet to die and so as a last resort, they uh, found uh, two uh, humans, a married couple that were religious, that had tickets to get on this ark to go to the new world. And so they killed them. And then they used a uh, cosmetic android to duplicate their looks and take their place. So they went on this Mithraic ship, these two atheists, and and they had a kid uh, that belonged to the original parents that they, of course, pretended was theirs. And then they spent, uh, whatever, 15 years on the religious ship coming to the new world. And when they got there, the father, of course, was a little bit whacked out, which, mm. you know, I probably would have been, too, spending 15 years on the ark with uh, people like that. But anyway, uh, they get there. And so the mother 
uh, now, as we see in season two, her original name was Mary. She's now adopted the identity of Sue, this woman whose identity she stole. And uh, she's the she's a doctor. So she's the official doctor, the lead doctor now in the atheist camp. And so she's a woman of science. She's been an atheist her whole life. Uh, but now, uh, because her, her son gets infected with this thing that's killing him and she can't figure out, he's kind of gets wrapped in this cocoon and she can't figure out how to save his life. And so she starts having, uh, she starts seeing things and she sees these visions of slugs. And from that, um, she gets the idea to go and find slugs near the ocean shore and bring them back and put them on the cocoon. And they eventually eat the cocoon and save the kid's life. But before she saw the visions of the slugs, she saw a rosary because one of the kids that's in the atheist camp is a former religious um, kid that was saved before the destruction of the ship. He had a, she had a rosary and she left it in the doctor's office. So the doctor grabbed it and got on her knees and said a prayer. Oh. And so then she thinks that the vision she had of slugs were possibly sent to her by Saul, the sun God. And <laughs> she tells her son who is a religious kid, uh, that, uh, yeah, he wanted to know how she knew how to save him, how she figured it out. She says, well, I prayed. And, and with that, we're done. <laughs> and at that point, I couldn't watch anymore. I'm like, oh, seriously, come on. She or couldn't noise. have found, there couldn't have been another explanation. Like maybe she'd seen slugs have some effect like this at some point <laughs> in the past. <laughs> or even some point in the first year when they were on the planet, maybe she saw these slugs devouring something and somehow... Uh, her subconscious was giving her this message that, you know, get this these whole plugs. season just so no, it's just instead of there possibly being a scientific explanation for it, she immediately jumps to, they, oh, they, I grabbed the rosary and I spoke to the sun god. And oh, they, they butchered everything. Oh, my God. And he, yeah. Don't well, you think it just sucks? Well, at the beginning, well, for if you like, if, oh, God, because the kid, they're, they're in the cave. They, they, they kept using the allegory of the cave from Plato. Yeah, but it's but he's but it's it's on the uh, the not Christian yeah. but the the soul side of things. So, yeah, the Mithraic side. Oh, I know, that's what I feel like. I feel like yeah, whole uh, season is just shit. It just kind of gets exhausting watching it. But so anyway, yeah, <laughs> at, at that point of that episode where she says, "I how did I save you? I prayed." You know, I shut it off because I'm like, oh my god, I I don't know if I can take it anymore. But there were only four <laughs> minutes. There were only four minutes left in the the episode. Oh. So last night I said, all right, I'm going to push through the last four minutes and see where this goes. So um, go I was kind of glad I did because they brought it back a little bit, and the uh, uh, Sue ended up saying, well, I think there's this alien intelligence somewhere on the planet. And that's where I'm getting these messages from. And, and then the kid, that, and then the kid says, "Alien God, are they any different?" Yeah, what's the difference? <laughs> and well, I suppose the kid's got a point there in that. Yeah. You know, God's not human, so he would be an alien, right? Uh, whether he's the Saul God or whatever. So yeah, so that I suppose makes a little point. But the mother uh, Sue 
uh, does say that she thinks these aliens are sending this message. And, uh, and so that kind of pulled it back a little bit for me. So I'm going to continue on. Um, but yeah, it's no. definitely, a, definitely a weird, uh, a weird season. And, and Sue's not the only one of the atheists that have gone over to the religious side and joined the religious group. Sigh. Um, yeah. So yeah. You, if you made it, you haven't watched, you've watched the serpent eat the tree and all that. I've seen the serpent in the tree. Yeah. Come down out of the tree and they've got the baby mm -hmm. ser serpent, but I haven't seen. Much no, that's not what I meant. Okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah. No. So I'm. Yeah. I think great, there's uh, there's two more episodes out that we haven't seen yet. So we're. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, and I think there's still another one coming, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think so. Final so one. It didn't feel like it had ended. So. Right. Right. Well, yeah. Has... It got the the. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. He yeah. hacked up her eyeballs. She got those back. So that's. Yeah, mother has her eyeballs back. So she's back to this killing machine. And uh, the atheist. How did she get the eyeballs back? Um, well, she poked them out. Oh, she, no, uh, she went in and got them down his throat, didn't she? Yeah, kind of like a magnetic thing. She, yeah. uh, <laughs> she kind of kept poking at them until they came out from the stomach up out of his mouth. Oh, yeah. It was and then she stuck them back in her head. And then, uh, like that. did she wash them off first? No, no, nope. there's no, oh, yeah. so they were by the ocean, <laughs> they were by the ocean, but you can't really wash them off in the ocean because the ocean's acid, yeah. So, so believe it or not, I'm actually really intrigued to start season two now because <laughs> it sounds like it's all over the place. And, and <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I, I'd be ready for it to be, I just be ready for it to be all over. <laughs> Right, I think right, if right. I had known how, maybe it would have been more enjoyable. But I was, I, I was expecting it's it to be like first season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the first wasn't. season, the first season, all along up until the last episode was really good. Now, then the last episode was like jumping the shark almost to me. So, so question, and then we yeah. can move on to to that. Yeah, well, jump to flight serpent. Do, do we think they're trying to do too much? Are there too many themes here yes. uh, religiously or whatnot that, that they're trying to do with Raised by Wolves? And do you think if they cut oh, back on that, I, it, I don't know. it would help? Is it yes, too many or just... I don't, it's so weird because I, I, well, I was wondering in the first season why they called it Raised by Wolves still. Yeah. Well, in the second season, they make a bunch of Romulus and Ramus uh, – do I got that right? Yeah, references. And so it's as if it was meant to be like five seasons long or something. You're going to have to have the kids grow up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I think they're they're setting up a battle between Paul and um, what's the kid's name? But, uh, Cor not Corian, but. But I mean, the kids Campion. are well Campion. The series then, so. Yeah, Campion and Paul. I think they're setting them up because Campion's the atheist. Uh, Paul's the religious kid of mother and father. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see where it goes. But, uh, yeah, yeah, but I, the, the feeling is for me was there was there was two. Uh, yeah. They're doing a lot. Many references to old, to Roman and Greek yeah. metaphors and, and Egyptian. Yeah. And allegories and. 
Yeah, there's now, a lot going on, and it's hard to tell where they're going with it or what point they're trying to make. I think, but we'll see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I've made a uh, commitment with myself <laughs> to finish season two and see where it goes. Okay, okay. So we'll see. But yeah, it's very, it's an interesting show, and it's you know, it's well filmed, and uh, the uh, special effects are really good in it, and the acting is really good in it. Uh, it's just kind of taking all these weird turns and these giant flying serpents, uh, now are, we're finding on the planet. Well, her her baby, right. her number seven baby. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She calls the serpent her seventh baby. The, yeah. That's mm. where I, I all got right, consensus. So yeah, uh, basically with, uh, raised by wolves, it's a, uh, watch it or skip. Right. right. Yep. That's, let us know what you think. Yeah. <laughs> all right so let's move on to the adam project which uh lynn and i watched last night chris i think you saw it yesterday yep have you seen it charles i watched a little bit of it i felt okay asleep. okay and seth i don't think you've seen it yet right nope i want to do i want to i mean it only came out this week didn't it yeah 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 so, oh yeah so i you haven't know what? seen it yet yeah but it's definitely be... on my list yeah uh yeah so um well cute. yeah linda and i really loved it um chris what did you think what was your overall um i loved it as well and yeah. and what the best part about it was obviously uh so with the adam project um has a bit to do with the time travel um young uh adam or i'll just call him young ryan reynolds because as an actor the kid is like a ryan reynolds in the making yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, mm. meets his older self who's come back in the future to fix some things and there's a there's a part in the movie where the uh there his dad uh is ranting on about how you can't mess with time travel and there's all these things that go wrong with it and the whole time adam just like you know it doesn't matter none of it matters it's, it's fine it's whatever um and uh yeah it just I think we can get into the arguments over what works in time travel and what doesn't, but as a movie, it was enjoyable, uh, very enjoyable. It was very funny, uh, plenty of action. Um, yeah, lots of was, laughing. It was, it was it was a you know a, a nine out of ten for me. Yep, me yeah, me too. Yeah, I thought it was really good, and I thought the the way they did the time travel stuff was interesting as well. Mm -hmm. um, and it was uh, a lot of. Uh, hilarious interaction between um, uh, the young Adam and the, mm -hmm. uh, the old Adam, uh, the young Adam. It's, it's hilarious. He's uh, he's a kid um, uh, in grade school and uh, you know, he's got a, you know, terrible stereotypical nerd kid. He's uh, got yeah, he's got the inhaler. He plays video <laughs> games He's kind of a weakling. He's picked on by the bullies in school. And uh, when he meets his older self and eventually figures out that that is his older self, you know, Ryan Reynolds is is buff. And I think he's he's been shot. He got shot trying to escape back into time. Um, yep. And uh, so he's got his shirt off kind of tending to his wounds there. But, of course, he's all <laughs> buffed out, you know. And the kid goes, Oh my God! I look awesome. I'm, I'm buffed out. I'm, you know, all this. He even goes over there to like, when does this yeah. Yeah. When yeah. Does this yeah. Older, older self, older Adam is like, don't do it. Don't poke me. Don't. Yeah. Don't touch don't, me. Don't do it. 
Because the little kid's like, wow, those you're jacked, you know. When did this happen? Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious. And um yeah, and we actually see a point where uh uh <laughs> the older Adam and the younger Adam are out there trying to pick up some medical supplies and they run into the two bullies that pick on the, <laughs> the younger Adam and the older Adam comes out of the store and um the the bullies think oh he knows we're, their names screwed right yeah. but he, and he says oh you two assholes and he, you know it's like don't go anywhere so he takes the younger Adam off to the side and he says all right you this know, is your chance this, here's your chance man you're gonna go over there you're gonna act like this is your day you're just wait because this guy doesn't want to fight he doesn't really want to fight you and you're gonna act like this is your day and then you're gonna drop to your <laughs> drop to your knees and and punch him right in his smoky banana or something yep. like that. <laughs> smoky banana. I can't remember. Smoky that said. banana. Was yeah. the, kid, the kid went up to him then. Young Adam went up to yeah. the boy and completely does not what they talked about. Yeah. Uh, and I think just during the intense moment, he was like, I'm going to smoke your banana or something. Like that. <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds is like, no, no, that's not what we talked about. No, that's not <laughs> it at all. <laughs> so, and there was a lot of, in, in, the, in the movie... There's a lot of young Adam uh, coming up with these weird phrases the whole time uh, <laughs> that, that don't make any sense or they're just off the wall. Um, but it was true. Uh, um, the kid had a good delivery uh, where yeah. it was really Ryan Reynolds-esque. So if you like Ryan Reynolds' yeah. humor, you get you know uh, you get two versions of it in this. You get <laughs> yeah. what was Ryan Reynolds like as a kid. And it was Ron Reynolds like as himself, so it was pretty good. It was yeah. cute. Yeah, I liked it, and uh, and um, I liked. Uh, you know, I thought it was a particularly touching scene when uh, Ryan Reynolds uh, uh, is in the bar and his mom comes in, mm -hmm. and they had that whole discussion there. And I thought that was really that was really a good scene. I liked that a lot. Yeah, you know, um, for a for a funny movie because it's Ryan Reynolds, right? So you laugh yeah. and you laugh yeah. and you laugh. It's still, I mean, at the end, I cried. It was yeah. that if you're good. A single was... mom struggling to take care of a kid. They, yes. they really dig into that. They don't. They don't brush over it lightly. She's, uh -uh. she's struggling, and yeah. it was awesome to see. You know, because because in this in this movie, young right, young Adam is um, he's a dick to his mom. He really is, and he's got issues, obviously, because his father's no longer around, and so he struggles with that. And older Ryan Reynolds has, uh, excuse me, older Adam. I'm just gonna call him older Ryan, whatever. Yeah. Uh, he uh, he regrets how he treated his mom. He knows he treated her like garbage. And so while he has the chance, he you know he um, he gives her some words of of confidence there and says you know hey let him know that that you're that you're in pain and and know that he actually does love you and and you know takes takes steps to try and fix that so right and and don't don't act like you know you don't have to act like this isn't bothering you like you're over it or whatever mm -hmm. uh for his sake he needs to see you vulnerable he needs to yeah see the pain don't act like you're through. strong enough to to not worry about it or yeah, not right. show it. yeah right no it was, a, it was a very touching scene i really liked it uh, a lot of emotion there uh, and very well acted i thought i want to touch on the action yeah, there's some really cool fight scenes in this that yeah, have some things that I, I don't typically seen or, or see. And uh, Ryan uh, Adam uh, that comes from the future has this really sweet dual um, lightsaber, dual bladed lightsaber. We'll call it what we what we can as best as we can relate to. It's like a lightsaber <laughs> thing, 
uh, almost like a, um, what a was it Kylo? No, it wasn't Kylo. It was somebody else. I thought uh, Darth Maul. Darth, Darth Maul. Maul yeah. yeah, thank you. Uh, it was like a savior thing, like Darth Maul. So, and he could do, do some pretty cool things with it. So, even and um, even little Ryan, he's like, "Oh my God, you have a lightsaber!" Right. <laughs> and he goes, "No, don't call it that. It's not so a lightsaber." It's a pretty sweet weapon. When he when he when he slams it to the ground, it generates this this force that blows enemies back, which was pretty sweet. And you can use it to propel yourself around uh, the battlefield as well, which was pretty awesome. So, um, but uh, there's a scene later on in the movie where young Adam finally gets his hand on it. And you think there's going to be this epic thing that, that happens or whatever. And of course, it's like in any other movie where just before an epic action takes place, somebody falls in their face is basically what happens. So, uh, uh, but it was good. I really enjoyed the action. It was unique. Um, the way they had enemies dissipate because of the way time travel works is how they shortly explained it. Um, uh, it, it was pretty good. I thought they did a really good job on uh, the, the action fight scenes. Yeah, um, it was pretty sweet. I'm looking forward to seeing this. Yeah, it was yeah, it was really yeah, good. Yeah. It was it was better than I thought it, it, it might be. It had me too. Uh, it kept me engaged the whole time, all the way to the very end. There wasn't really a boring moment. Mm -hmm. uh, as Bill mentioned, you know, they they even take it down a step and 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 get into some of the seriousness of parenthood and being a single parent. Mm -hmm. Um they, they cover the gamut. Um yeah, and I so really I think it was pretty full. Yep. And I like the uh the end scene too. So there's um, some discussion there. So in the intervening here, so young Adam, when we when we meet young Adam, uh, it's about a year and a half or two years after his father died in a mm -hmm. car crash. Yep. And um, so, you know, he's he's dealing with that. The the uh, mother is dealing with that. And um, what we learn at a certain point because there's a, a discussion between young and old Adam um, basically in a picnic table um, where um, old Adam is sort of jaded and, and uh, you know, is kind of mad at the father for never spending time with them and all this kind of thing. Yeah, all the daddy issues. Yeah. And <laughs> the young Adam says, well, what are you talking about? Because you know, here's what I'm seeing, you know, here's what uh, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here's what I remember. And, and, uh, you know, yeah, he, he's busy, but, um, uh, the old Ram says, well, he bought us this pitch board to play ball with or something so like he that. Didn't have to. So he didn't have to play ball with me. And, uh, he said the, the young Adam's like, no, he said, if you, if you think about it, you'll remember that I had been staring at that pitchboard for weeks, wanting him to buy it for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, he did finally buy it for me. And every night when he would come home from work, no matter how tired he was, he would come outside to that pitchboard and want to play fet catch with me. And he said, I knew he was tired and exhausted and he'd had a long day at work and yet he would still come out and, and spend that amount of time with me and dedicate mm -hmm. that time with me. And so it was a lot of uh, conversations like that where he was reminding the older Ryan of things he'd forgotten he forgot as a child mm -hmm. because he, you know, sort of held it against his father that he had died in this car crash and left him. And that anger just kind of festered and he forgot all the good things. And so at the end of the show, don't give it away. Um, 
Well, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it just, it's very, so. very heartwarming. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very, very good ending and a very satisfying ending. And, uh, um, bring your tissues. Yeah. The, the it was special, awesome. it was, yeah. it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The, it was. Special effects are awesome. Uh, the little lightsaber thing they have is awesome. Um, and the, and the fight scenes were awesome. Chris and even right. the, the, uh, the end where they're battling in the, uh, the heart of the time reactor thing, you know. In yeah, the, that was actually that pretty sweet too. How that all, how they did all yeah. that. Yeah, and that was a clever way that they took out the bad character. Mm -hmm. I, um, I like how they just magnetized. They were just bodies going. Ploop, ploop, <laughs> yeah. Well, those. Yeah, the bad guys that were in the the uh, sort of a uh, steel outfits. Yeah, they were like outfits. They reminded me of black stormtroopers. You know, stormtroopers in the yeah. black yeah. armor or whatever. Uh, but it was metal. And so when the time machine gets destroyed, the magnetic containment, uh, you know, it's always magnetic containment. <laughs> yeah, it's always magnetic, water. right. Yeah. And so they all get sucked up against the, the reactor. And they're core. just sitting there like bugs. <laughs> <laughs> so, awesome. yeah, I mean, the special effects in that were really good. And uh, a lot of cool shit in that movie. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it had a little bit of everything, and and again, that's why it it the pacing was real great. It didn't really slow down at any point. It just yeah. you know one one step to the next. What's our next step? Okay, let's do this. Um, and it felt like it went by fast, and it wasn't it necessarily a short movie, but it just kept moving. And yep. you right, like I said, I enjoyed all of it really. Yeah, and uh, and we should probably mention Ryan Reynolds' reason for going back in time to this period anyway was to try to find his wife because she was a fellow time traveler and uh, they would go on missions through time. And she was, uh, I think the, she was the, top of her class. Yeah. Basically. Top she of her class, top uh, time travel pilot. Right. And so she went on a mission and never came back. Yeah. What, so he wanted to try to find out what happened. He had a suspicion as to what might've happened and it turned out he was right. Um, and so that whole excuse me, that whole reunion and then separation. Um, that was awesome. And then reunion again. Uh, that was that was awesome as well. So Good show. Definitely want to watch it. Yep. Yep. Hardly recommend it. So let's see. Do we have a question for our audience for them to uh, think about? Maybe let us know in the comments section if we were to. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe if they could travel and go back and interact with your younger self. Yeah. Would you? What, what would, would you or what would you what would you tell them? Yeah, what would you tell? What would you tell right. your younger self? And and I'm not. One thing I know now that I'm not going to do is I'm not going to go back to my younger self and whisper, "Yahoo." Whisper what? Whisper what? Yahoo. Yahoo. Oh, that's <laughs> another movie entirely. Okay. Yeah, that's from a different movie, right? Where, that's like uh, you're gonna go back in time and tell your younger self to invest in Yahoo. Well, yeah. I'm referencing actually, yes, movie. depending on how far back that would well, not be a bad idea. You right, right. You just have to get out of it. Yeah, but then you also have to tell them when to sell. Yeah. <laughs> right. right, that's from the movie Frequency, and and that's actually when that came out, Yahoo was through the roof. Yeah, so he told his younger self to buy Yahoo, and then course that changes his future so he's driving around in fancy <laughs> fancy, cars. fancy sports cars and everything um, from his yahoo lost, money which he then lost when yahoo collapsed because he didn't yes. know he <laughs> <laughs> so 
yeah. What would you, uh, what would you, uh, what advice would you give your younger self if you could go back into Yeah, give us a comment. Yeah, let us know. Do we want to answer that? Like you answered that. What about yeah. Linda, Chris? Uh... I said what I wouldn't tell my younger self. Oh, uh, <laughs> for me, that's easy. Um, no. Probably buy Bitcoin. Yeah. yeah. Buy Bitcoin. <laughs> All right. All Linda? Right. I always thought that if I went back and saw my younger self or met my younger self, the only thing I would tell myself is it's going to be fine. <laughs> going to be okay <laughs> nice nice i mean that's a message that may change any day now <laughs> that's true good point that's fair then you'll that's have to go back and tell your younger self it's not gonna be okay <laughs> right right live life to the fullest while you can enjoy every moment because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow all right seth how about you uh, it's kind of similar to Linda's like, okay, just hold on. You're going to be all right. Uh, yeah. Turns out nerds are cool in the future. <laughs> You're going to have more video games than you could ever play <laughs> ever. Like that's going to be your problem. It's like, <laughs> right. What game am I going to play next? Right. All right. Charles. <laughs> talking to your I'm, younger self what I you see, I, I, i'm old and i'm old enough that i could i, I could have whispered microsoft <laughs> there you go. but uh i mean yeah i'd also give myself some really good investing hints google yeah, Amazon, microsoft <laughs> i don't Berkshire, yeah. no uh, thoughts not really all right all right <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, let us know what you guys think. Um, and uh, I think that's it for this week. All right. So anyway, thank you all for listening. Uh, we will catch you next time. Uh, have a have a great week, as I just said already twice. Uh, it, you can never say that enough in this particular no, you can. time frame, right? <laughs> Enjoy it while you can. Um, take care, and we will see you next episode. And once again, I've completely forgotten to get on the right screen here. God damn it, Bill. God damn it. All right, guys. <laughs> Toodles. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now... Please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.